Welcome to the first Redevco podcast, or Redevcast, from our office in Amsterdam. The topic we will be exploring today is ESG and innovation. And joining me here in the studio, Guido Denterling, Sustainability Manager at Redevco's head office in Amsterdam, and Elspeth Quispel, who was recently appointed um, Head of Innovation, um, also uh, at Amsterdam's headquarters. Um, and joining us from London is uh, Clemens Brennick-Mayer, uh, Head of Sustainability. So welcome to all three of you here today. Um, and uh, we're going to start with a, um, uh, a little discussion about Redevco's mission to become a net zero carbon company by 2040. Um, Clements, do you want to kif- kick off uh, the discussion and explain what that actually means in practice and what Redevco is doing to reduce its carbon emissions by 2040? Yeah, thanks, Judy, um, and, and a lovely opportunity to uh, to share our thoughts on this topic. So, you know, sustainability has been at the root of, of what Redevco does uh, in our asset management activities already for many, many years. Um, but probably about three or four years ago, we recognized the need to really uh, accelerate and, and to elevate this topic uh, even higher on the agenda. Um, just based on, uh, you know, the fact that climate change was becoming more and more relevant, more and more obvious uh, in, in, in our cities and countries across Europe. And, and obviously, you know, this, this past week in Europe here uh, has, has shown that uh, this topic is, is absolutely um, you know, uh, amongst us, and, and we have to deal with uh, the consequences. So, we, we've we've basically worked on developing um, an ambition, an ambition to uh, really try to marry our, um, you know, our asset management uh, activities, our development activities, um, on and then the financial return that we're supposed to generate for our investor clients, with also having a clear impact impact in terms of climate change mitigation, contributing to the reduction of CO2 emissions uh, from the built environment. And so we we basically formulated um, our net zero carbon strategy for 2040. Uh, we committed to, to saying that we wanted to achieve a net zero carbon portfolio by 2040, um, which includes uh, all um, you know tenant uh, emissions. So you know scope three downstream um, tenant emissions, which is a huge challenge. Yeah, it is. It is uh, a very big challenge. I mean, we could probably talk about you know all the all the aspects that uh, come into play here uh, for hours, as yeah. we have actually done in the preparations. But what 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 are some of the practical things? Uh, um, Redevco is doing to uh, to reduce its carbon emissions. So essentially, you know, there are there are clear steps that we follow. Um, first and foremost, we have to measure, uh, you know, the, the energy uh, consumption and the corresponding emissions across all different uh, greenhouse gas categories that we track. Um, and then, most importantly, uh, in the assets under management, it's all about uh, making the assets more energy efficient such that they are consuming less energy. Um, And subsequently, we also look to uh, install as much on-site renewable energy as possible um, so that our tenants can also use uh, renewable energy, uh, which has zero carbon footprint associated with its uh, consumption. Um, and convince also our tenants that they should uh, maybe procure uh, green uh, or renewable electricity 
uh, from the grid uh, to also further reduce um, their their emissions. Right. Um, can you give us? Sorry to interrupt, but can you give us a, um, a practical example of how um, Redevco is um, introducing uh, renewable energy um, across its uh, sites? Absolutely. Uh, so. We, we started a couple of years ago, actually, uh, to look at our Belgian portfolio of uh, retail warehouses, which have uh, much larger uh, flat roofs. And, and we saw a huge opportunity to uh, start installing solar panels on the roofs of these assets. Um, and we currently have uh, about 4.5 megawatt peak uh, capacity uh, on in 23 installations on roofs of our assets in Belgium. And we have a pipeline of another seven, seven and a half megawatt peak uh, to be installed this year. Um, and we, we hope to, to roll that out over the, the subsequent years as well at the same kind of pace. Uh, which and the, the generated electricity is being used and consumed by our tenants on site. Uh, so it, it's it's really helping to just make sure that you know our tenants are consuming and using uh, green electricity with zero footprint associated with it, um, and and that's one of the important levers that we have to to really reduce uh, these um, these scope three emissions. Okay, that great. Thanks, uh, uh, Clements. I'm going to turn to uh, Guido. Um, in terms of levers that you have as a company to to reduce uh, carbon emissions of, of tenants, are there other things that um, that can help you achieve that goal? There are there are many many ways we can actually try to to reduce emissions. I think the one thing that we really want to to focus on is is get in touch with tenants. Um, obviously, we're in a very strange situation that we as an investment manager we own only part of the building, the, the the walls, the facade, and the roof, and everything that consumes electricity or energy is owned by the tenant. So we really want to focus and emphasize that that part and say to tenants, come on, get on board, help us. Uh, we've developed a sustainable design brief where we just get in touch with them, get in contact with them and also with the contractors that we work with to make sure that we make the right decisions and we know what we're aiming for and we really set targets that are aligned with that and, and help them to to really go the right way and, and see if we can uh, do it together because we can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Is that the re- retailer toolkit that you mean or is that something else? That is part of it. So the retailer toolkit is something that, uh, funnily enough, we did uh, a couple of years ago also in an innovation setting, Innovation Lighthouse, uh, where we actually work together at three different topics, energy, water, and uh, tenant engagement or uh, consumer engagement. And we developed a, a kit uh, consisting of three guides that we could give to tenants. And they would have three categories, easy to do, a little bit harder, and I'm not saying very hard, but but the most uh, most difficult ones to, to implement. So really give them a sense of, of what they could do themselves to really start this discussion and start doing it. And, and really get an idea that it's not always that difficult and not always that expensive to really start making like uh, steps into the right direction. And I think it's a really good engagement tool and really showing that uh, we really want to engage with tenants and say, let's, let's do it together because uh, alone we, yeah, we're just an island and we can't really get there. Okay. And, and Elspeth, um, I mean, you're new to, uh, to the company. Um, this position is also uh, new. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you aim to do in, your, in, in this role and, and what role innovation plays? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, in, in relation to our uh, uh, net zero carbon uh, mission, um, innovation is really uh, something to be seen as a means rather than a goal in itself. 
So we really want to accelerate on that mission. And another one we'll talk about in a minute uh, um, to make sure that our portfolio is, uh, uh, well, ha- achieves our goals uh, of net zero carbon, but also how can we, um, well, how can we combine smart and new technology uh, uh, on this mission? Uh, and that means, well, we need to collaborate. We need to explore. Uh, uh, we need to work uh, uh, with internal, uh, our colleagues and in our internal teams, but also with external partners and open up to the wide range of possibilities uh, uh, that are coming uh, to the market well, quite rapidly at the moment, I would say. Okay, and in terms of partnerships, could you um, give any examples, uh, Elspeth or, or, or Guido? Um, Guido, you've been with the company for a longer time, so you'll maybe be more familiar with some of the existing partnerships. It, we, uh, we, we've got different... So we've got partnerships with, with bigger companies to achieve our goal in terms of, of platforms that we use. Uh, we use Fabric, which is now also with DeepKey, which is our energy management platform where we can do things. Uh, we've worked together uh, and, and trying to work together with Hello Energy to to really look at the tenant engagement bit. So provide a platform where a tenant can really easily and accessibly see energy consumption and ways of reducing it rather than all these intricate diagrams that I love and, and all the, the really interesting nitty gritty, but really focused on have you done this, this and this. That's really things that we're focusing on. Um, so there's, there's, a, there's a range of things. So that those are two really uh, key partners that we've worked with in the, in the past and, and are working with at the moment. Uh, other things are more really like the, the companies that do our metering uh, strategy. So obviously we, we operate in a, in a lot of countries in Western Europe. Uh, unfortunately, there's not one sole supplier of, of, of metering in, in, uh, instruments or metering, we call them widgets, so the clamp-on devices. So we work with local partners and they are usually quite startup-y because it's, it's like new technology, it's, uh, it's, it's from a different, um, it's different than what we have in our houses. And they use algorithms and, and all sorts of other tech and, and a artificial intelligence to give us insights that we can't just get by looking at a bill. So that, that's very innovative, it's very new, it's something that we, we can't do ourselves and we haven't done before. But what we now actually see with local partners that we teamed up with to actually start measuring um, our energy consumption, our impact, and seeing how we could reduce that. So there's, there's, a, there's a, few, a few partners to name it. And what about the building passport um, idea? Is that something that you're integrating into the company? Modusta, you yes, mean? Yes, or uh, well, Modusta in the Netherlands and Belgium, I understand? Or uh, um, Absolutely, I yeah. think so. Where that comes into play, like we're looking at the moment, what we talked about is operational energy and operational emissions. So it's actually how we use the building and what we, the energy that we consume as a result of the usage. The other pit looks at embodied carbon. So it's actually the carbon that, that comes with the building. So it's the, the carbon that is associated to uh, making the materials that actually make the building. And you need to get insight into that. So Modusta is really a way of actually collecting and storing that information so that you can actually access it and directly see it. But also if you design and construct your buildings correctly, it also identifies it so you can actually take it apart and reuse it in other um, buildings or other uh, developments that you're doing. So it plays a, an important role, especially going forward from now, to really tackle that big elephant in the room called uh, embodied carbon. Yeah, okay. And yeah. Elspeth? I think related to that is the, uh, is the Build by Nature initiatives, uh, together with the Laudus uh, Foundation, uh, that really looks into uh, well building uh, with cross-laminated timber. 
Um, more broadly on innovation, uh, I think our fistball investment is important because it gives us direct sight uh, on new technologies and new initiatives. And they, well, we, we try to use them, let's say, as a filter because there's so many startup scale-ups, new technology out there that it's really complicated to, f- to filter out uh, the most suitable ones. And uh, we tend to work together with them to, uh, to do that for and with us. Okay, so Fifth Wall is a, a US-based uh, prop tech company. Yeah. Um, uh, Clement, they have a European fund. They have well. a European yeah. fund as well. Um, Clements, uh, uh, do, would you like to say, um, maybe give some background as to why um, Redefco joined this um, this startup? Or it's, it's not a, it's a, a company that invests in startups, right? Prop uh, Fifth Wall. Yeah, venture capital. Can you give us Correct. a little bit of background? Yeah, I think as as you know, as part of the overall um, ambition to to stay current as an investment manager, uh, as an asset manager, an asset developer in the real estate space, you have to be looking uh, at, at you know the way in which the digital world is is going to in, influence and impact our sector. Um, we're a pretty traditional uh, sector, um, you know, have been doing things in the same way for you know, centuries. Uh, and, and yet there's a real sense that, you know, in the last 10 years, you know, last five years, but going forward in the next five or 10, digital tech is going to absolutely impact how we do things. And an investment into um, a VC fund like uh, a Fifth Wall um, was very much intended to um, be able to kind of get access to um, to their their pipeline, their deal flow, um, the kinds of companies that they look at and identify whether there are trends, um, technologies, um, business models uh, that are going to impact our offering, our service, and 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 sort of get an early uh, get an early insight into how we might adopt that uh, in our own business going forward. Um, so it's very much just a way to scan the market and and stay abreast of uh, trends and and new things coming down down the pipeline that um, will will hopefully make us an even better, more efficient, more effective asset manager going forward. Okay, and are we seeing any applications um, yet, or is it still too early, uh, Guido? Well, one of the recent ones uh, uh, we looked into or we are looking into is uh, an alternative for solar panels on the roof, but it's more of a solar solution in windows um, that could really be applied to uh, existing uh, buildings as well uh, uh, without huge uh, impact. And without huge costs of uh, refurbishment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 Okay, that's... Sounds very interesting. Okay, um, uh, you mentioned the partnership with the Laudis uh, Foundation. Uh, Laudis is, of course, part of, uh, um, uh, well, uh, uh, was set up by uh, Redefco's uh, parent company, uh, COFRA. Um, Clements, can you tell us about other um, uh, initiatives that the Laudis Foundation has come up with? That so Redefco is involved in? Yeah, so so the, the the big one, I guess, is um, they're recently launched uh, Built by Nature initiative, um, and Built by Nature is is essentially uh, an accelerator fund uh, to support and promote uh, the adoption of timber in the construction industry. Um, so, you know, the assumption, of course, is that that uh, 
concrete, steel, um, very traditional building materials are big emitters of carbon um, in the production phase. Timber, uh, on the other hand, has you know has sequestered and absorbed uh, carbon uh, throughout the the life of the growth of, of trees. And if you can then use the wood uh, and uh, and basically substitute wood uh, in uh, into a building uh, as as a structural material, you lock in that carbon emission um, for 50, 80, 100 years, forever for however long you know that building is standing. And so, yeah, built by nature is is essentially um, trying to promote the use of adoption of, of timber in 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 the built uh, environment. And Rodevco has has signed up uh, to being a what they call a, a sort of a front runner, together with uh, plenty of other investment managers, asset managers, advisors, um, you know, timber supply uh, companies, uh, to really uh, showcase what's possible. Um, you know that, that there are uh, that there is a business case here, um, and that ultimately it's also going to be good for uh, for climate change to to you know try to uh, get you know, much more rapid adoption of, uh, of timber in, in our projects. And, you know, Redevco will and, and is starting to use more and more timber in our own buildings. Um, we have uh, some great uh, examples of, you know, the retail park we built in, in Ternat uh, called The Leaf back in 2018. That was built uh, according to cradle to cradle principles. Um, really thinking about circularity and reuse, but also using a lot more timber in the construction than we would have otherwise uh, done. And the learnings that have come out of that particular project were used in um, the development of uh, the, the Waterloo uh, retail park uh, just south of Brussels, where a big chunk of um, the extension of the retail park is also being constructed out of um, a timber hybrid structure. And there are a couple of pavilions on that site um, which are full timber uh, structures. So again, you know that that's it's it's taking the learnings from previous projects and applying them into next ones. And we have a couple of um, developments in the pipeline where we also intend to use a greater proportion of uh, of timber, and then work with and and the built by nature uh, network um, to to you know amplify the message and and to demonstrate that these case studies uh, can work and that they are worthwhile. Okay, great. So uh, this actually brings me to, uh, um, well, the other part of uh, Redevco's mission uh, statement uh, to create more sustainable and livable cities. Um, Elspeth, what is, it, what is a sustainable and livable city in your view? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, a sustainable and livable city, in my view, is a place where everybody can live. So it's not just that uh, uh, there's affordable housing uh, uh, for people, that teachers and, and policemen and whoever else can just live in the city rather than outside of it. Um, I think there's enough green space, uh, uh, space where you can just be and relax and, and enjoy the day. Uh, there's an easy way to come and go or, or commute to your work, uh, ideally by bike. <laughs> I, I live in Amsterdam and I would like to stay cycling uh, as much as I can. Um, yeah, and, and there's, a, uh, well, it's a diverse city with, with younger and, and, and older people, uh, kids that can play, and, and it's just, uh, yeah. 
Green space. I mean, we, we, I heard a lot about that yesterday. Or these last days that have been very, very hot in uh, in the Netherlands and uh, the rest of Europe, um, uh, and the, the the greener places in our city cities are cooler. Is that also? You know, we're we're hearing um, people, you know, want more green space everywhere. Is that something that Redefco is also uh, working on in, in in its retail parks or? or where it's got retail assets or other assets, focusing on that particular element. On green specifically, yeah, definitely. And I think you'll, you'll see it even more so in, in the residential developments that we are also working on, where green is a very integral part of, of what we want to design. Um, because people want to be in, in green, like uh, like literally green environments, so where there's trees, where there's where there's plants and everything else. And it provides also cool, urban cool. And We've read in the newspapers like uh, an urban city is forty-five degrees. If you go to a, a a nice lane with trees, it's thirty-two degrees. It's still hot, but it's like ten. It makes a oh, it's a yeah. massive difference, and I think that's really what we see as well. And, and in our retail parks as well, we look at wadis where we can also look at water infiltration to to slow that down and to store that water rather than just running it simply to the sewage system and to the ocean. So yeah, we definitely look at that and, and making sure that. Uh, yeah, they, they are cooler and, and nicer places to be. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Um, I have a final question for you. Um, what will our cities look like in 10 years or 20 years' time? Uh, Guido, do you want to start? <laughs> um, so 1050 is not that far, really, if, if we think about it. But I think um, we will see greener cities, and, and really as in more green, more, um, more trees, more green space to be in. And I'd like to see them more human-centred and human-focused. So less cars, but really more human movement in the sense of walking, cycling and, and interacting with each other. And re- yeah, reclaiming the streets for, for people rather than cars in that sense. So that's, that's what I like to see in our cities. Okay. Clemens, what about you? Yeah, I think we're, we're going to see um, much more uh, multifunctional areas uh, in cities than, than we do today. Uh, I think we still historically have a lot of sort of monofunctional areas. Um, and, and, you know, in the context of keeping cities uh, vibrant, dynamic, uh, interesting um, as, as places where people want to live, work, play, shop, uh, enjoy, um, that that mix of functions uh, at the local level is is going to be much more important, um, and will drive uh, the the attractiveness of, uh, of city districts and and and, and essentially where people uh, want to be, and and as a result also where the investment will end up going. So, uh, yeah, much greater multifunctionality, uh, and and other than that, also as as Guido says, fully agree, a lot more green, a lot more kind of local. Um, and uh, and just to, yeah, uh, hopefully uh, more pleasant places for, for for people to be. So, not the not the concrete jungles anymore, but um, uh, much more biophilic design and much more pleasant and, and green places to, uh, to 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 live and and uh, and stay. Okay, and Elspeth, do you have anything to add that, to that with your? innovation hat on? Well, apart from uh, uh, saying that I fully agree, um, I think um, I would add that we, and maybe you expect me to say something like fully digital and technical and everything, and I, I, I would like to have well, more like a natural city, uh, but supplied or provided, supported by technology uh, uh, in the back end. So it doesn't have to be on the forefront and very visible uh, as far as I'm concerned. 
Okay, great. Are there any concluding remarks that anyone would like to make? Um, I'm looking at my guests on the ta at the table here, but Clements, uh, is there anything you'd like to um, say in conclusion? Yeah, maybe just a final reflection on, on the topic of sort of ESG and, and innovation. Um, I think, you know, we also recognize that that our sector is is on a on a journey, on a path, and, and Redevco as a company is, of course, also uh, you know on a journey. Um, this is not straightforward. This is not easy. Um, and and what it really requires is um, is mindset change and behavioural change. And I think you know bringing in um, a, a sort of a dedicated uh, resource on innovation. Uh, to really help institutionalize the the, the approach, the thinking, um, the, the mindset shift, looking for solutions uh, to what we do and how we do it, um, is 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 really what uh, what this is about. And I and I think it's um, you know we want to differentiate ourselves. We want to show that we are um, an urban specialist uh, that that can also drive uh, you know positive environmental impact and and hopefully positive social impact. And I think that. You know, doing that in in a new and fresh way, uh, really layering in uh, an ESG lens as well as an innovation lens, will hopefully uh, get us there. So, um, yeah, we're, we're looking with a lot of excitement to the coming uh, decade. Great. I think that's a really good uh, note to, to end on. So I'm going to thank uh, my uh, guests uh, here in the studio and in uh, London and um, I look forward to exploring uh, aspects of this topic uh, in the future because there's a lot more to talk about. Thank you. Thanks, Judy. Thank you. Thanks.